With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Portland is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone. (laughs) There was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they brought a little short, chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him (laughs) in my place and sent me to double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon, fueled by Guardian Games and Athletic Field Design. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your host, Ben and Dave. Welcome back to another episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. As always, I am your host, Ben. Before we get into our great episode that we have for you today, I want to remind you that we are proudly sponsored by Big League Chew, the Hall of Fame Bubblegum. I personally like great, so run out today and grab some Big League Chew. Well, today, as like I said, we have a great episode for you, and we have the GM of your Portland Pickles, Ross Campbell. How are you today, Ross? I'm good. I'm good. You've been trying to get me on for for a while now, but I'm glad that we're finally able to sit down and do this. Uh, I'm glad, one, and second of all, thank you, and third, you have been busy. <laughs> well, I, and you thought I thought it would slow down kind of when the season ended, but of course, that's not usually how it goes, mm-hmm. um, but it's all good things. It's all, uh, it's it's been a ton of fun uh, leading into the offseason, so. It has. You've had some great things going on this offseason, but before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you became the general manager of the Portland Pickles. That was about two years ago now, right? Uh, it, was, it was actually kind of sooner than that. Um, I've been with the team for about two years, but I actually started um, just doing, you know, ticket sales and, and kind of helping out where I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then leading into the season, my first season, which was uh, 2018, um, just kind of took over operations, did a little bit of everything. And when uh, Alan Miller, who's our now our operating partner and owner, took over in February, um, I kind of got promoted to the GM role alongside him taking over. Mm-hmm. So it's been a, it's been a wild ride with the pickles so far, but it's been it's kind of just beginning. And so it's getting it's getting really exciting to kind of see the things we're able to put together. In talking about putting things together, it's been pretty phenomenal about the forward thinking aspect of the pickles and what they've been doing i'll have to say i don't know if you've ever watched it but the battered bastards of baseball absolutely and that's that's our inspiration yeah (laughs) that's that's kind of what i look at when i think of the portland pickles is a lot of like what bing russell did in his time in portland and i just feel like with alan with john and with some other guys and yourself on board it's kind of the direction that you guys are sort of leaning in and, and it is, yeah, and it's funny because Rob, who's the big league shoe guy, mm-hmm. um, he we, we actually ended up putting on a community tryout uh, to, to pick one player to come down and join the Pickles for um, an exhibition game in Mexico, and Rob came to that tryout, and he said that that was the closest thing to the battered bastards of baseball he's ever seen, and so that was a huge uh, uh, compliment for us, but yeah, it's 
it is a lot of forward thinking. It's a lot of kind of how, how to appeal what we do and, and, you know, baseball to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the, you know, the, the fans that come just to see the baseball game. Um, but also, you know, the fans that just want to come have fun and, and be around their friends with great food and drink options yeah. and, um, keeping it at a price that's family affordable. And then, you know, throwing in all of these weird promotional ideas that we come up with. Exactly. I don't even know where to begin with. I think these promotional <laughs> opportunities, I don't even know where to begin with the, the, the nights that you've had, the sponsor, the sponsorship. I mean, let's, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. The Portland Pickles are the team on the forefront of CBD and having a CBD sponsor come out and be actually at the field during the game. Whose idea was that, and how did this transpire? What was that that initial thought process behind it? Is like yeah. Um, so we um, I, I attended my first GM ownership meetings um, about a year ago, uh, and we were kind of all talking through the idea of if this was going to happen. Um, cause obviously when, when something like that, an opportunity, um, comes up like that, it's, you can't really turn a blind eye to it. So mm-hmm. we were talking amongst the, the other general managers and everyone's like, no, I, I just don't think it's, it might be the best idea yet. Um, and then they kind of said, if anyone's going to do it probably should be Portland. And so that kind of got my brain working a little bit. And I started kind of some outreach towards some, some different CBD companies that have the same kind of community, community, uh, you know, aspect of their business. Yeah. They really value community. They really do good things. Um, they do good things for veteran and, and, you know, people that are less fortunate. Um, so it just kind of be- began conversations. I found Lazarus Naturals and me and, um, Dylan Summers started, you know, kind of talking about how this might look. Um, and then Michael Goodman kind of came in, uh, for Lazarus Naturals as their brand manager. And we, Kind of, it took about six, seven months before we finally kind of got to the conclusion, and I had the full support from Alan and mm-hmm. our ownership. Um, but we wanted to be the first team that did this because we, we kind of valued education on the on the subject, and you know, it it really went off without a hitch. It it turned, it turned into a really great thing, and now um, we're, we're actually seeing a lot of other teams kind of reach out to Lazarus Naturals, like NBA teams reached out to them and was like, "How did this look?" Yeah, because we're we're interested. It, it, you can't kind of you can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Was there some initial like nervousness? Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. and w- and when we went public with it, uh, there was you know a couple people, but really for the most part, it was everyone was kind of on board with it. Yeah, and and I guess everyone was kind of right in those meetings when we said if anyone should do it, it's Portland because we're happy to kind of uh, do things that that are are good for the community, and we thought that that was one of them. <laughs> so, what's one thing that like drove you to want to be part of this pickles organization? What's, what's, what's that? Well, there's a difference between us and, you know, a bigger professional team. And it's that for, we're, we're not only a startup company. I mean, we're only going into our fifth year. Um, but it's also the aspect of the kind of the minor league baseball and having the creative freedom to do really anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, within reason. But you can really get as creative as you can. And there's not really any bad ideas because you can kind of explore those ideas and uh, find really fun ways to kind of change the way that people do things at you know, in the sport of baseball and, and everything outside of the actual game, uh, which is what we try to do. And we try to make it, you know, as, as fun as we can. We want it to be kind of one big party where, you're, you know, you're having a bunch of fun and then you look over every once in a while and there's, oh, there's a baseball game too. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of having those goals and and that is why I was definitely appealed to it is you're doing something different every single day, which is great. Now, did Alan approach you 
and the staff approach you and say, you know, what do you think about maybe taking on the role as GM of the Pickles? I think it was it was a very natural transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Alan had kind of begun talking about it uh, for th- three or four months before he he ended up taking over. Um, so it was kind of like just kind of wait until we, the, the um, ownership transition mm-hmm. ends and then um, we're going to get this thing going. And kind of starting in February of, of this year, we had three, four months to actually put on the season and, and get everything in order. And it, it was pretty amazing what we were able to do in that short amount of time. And it leads us into 2020, which is a full season, you know, off season run up is, yeah, has been a little less stressful, and a, <laughs> but we've also been able to do a lot more. So it's, it's great. Well, in the off season last year, you crammed in several things it, off the top of my head that I can remember. You got the Deschutes, um, sponsorship yep. and then so you had that meeting and then you had the transition of ownership mm-hmm. and and that was kind of like within the same sort of yeah it was announcement a, it was a hectic off season and then with you know we were kind of building all these things to announce at once like you know our schedule and and the future of baseball night which was amazing as well um, but it was it was uh yeah I mean my primary job once that kind of happened was to kind of to run you know the day-to-day of the team and then also assist Alan and getting all of these new partners that are, you know, local and community based, Mm -hmm. uh, which was great. And it it was kind of, we were able to really bring in some, some great partners, Um, you know, Lazarus Naturals, Voodoo Donuts, Stumptown, some, some bigger names and some Portland staples to where, you know, they're, they're, they're aligned with Portland and and we do too. So Mm -hmm. it's, it was kind of a natural fit. So how does this all work within the West coast league and you know the the Portland Pickles obviously clearly are, are, are a team within it, but how how is this working? Is like you guys obviously clearly got freedom to do whatever yeah, well, you want. Well, I mean, I think a lot of we are an independent uh, league within the West Coast League is an independent league, so I I think all of these teams have all of this creativity, but we just really kind of push the boundary of of what we want to to do. So it's mm-hmm. it's not that you know any other team can't go out and get a CBD sponsor. It's just that we kind of. We, we want to be the forefront of, of making these, you know, what we think will happen in five years. We're going to kind of do it a little earlier if we if we can. So, What's it like to have a guy like John Ryan aboard? I mean, Super Bowl champion with the Seattle Seahawks. Now he's playing in the CFL. How, what does that feel like to have this guy on board? It's great. I mean, we want him to <laughs> we want him to play as long as he wants yeah. and, and as long as he can. But we're we're really excited to you know at the end of his career when he he can come back and put more time into this because he loves the pickles more than more than any of us. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of kills him to be torn between what he loves to do, which is playing, and then also this is his passion project. So it's it's fantastic. It's a it's a great asset. Um, you know, a year ago, we actually, when we all went down to, to Mazelon to just to check out the Venados team, uh, the reason why we got the meeting with their front office was because they saw John on the on the big screen. <laughs> and so it was, you know, like he got us the meeting the next day and then it turned into this crazy partnership a year later where mm-hmm. you know, we're putting together a team and going down there to play. Yeah. So it's it's an asset for sure. And, and it, having his support has been phenomenal. And Alan, I mean, phenomenal, I, you know, just what he's been able to do and what he continues to do. The guy's like a marketing genius. He is, yeah. And it, that's a, another huge asset. Um, whenever we're talking with these 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 potential sponsors and, and partners in the community, um, I make sure to let them know that we have a huge asset and someone who has worked with huge brands and really, he, I mean, his vision is, is outstanding and, mm-hmm. and there's, you know... He'll call me with a with a crazy idea like, "Hey, let's do a tryout in the community, and the best player will join our team to go down to Mexico." And I say, "All right, I'm already on it." 
Yeah. So it's it's he's always right, which can get <laughs> can be can be kind of funny, but um, it's it. He, I mean, he comes up with great ideas, and it's just about you know implementing those in the way that he sees. Um, but it's been extremely successful so far. Did you ever play baseball as a youth yourself? Yeah, I I played through high school. Um, I I went to Mountain View High School in Vancouver. Uh, and you know, played played varsity all four years, and actually had three scholarship offers to continue in college. But I really wanted to kind of look at the business side of of sport and and kind of how to work on that side because I didn't really see myself being good enough, I guess, to make it to the major league. So I wanted to get an education, and and uh, it's it's I guess it's kind of rare in today's day and age to actually work in the degree that you get. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't see myself doing anything else. So it was a natural fit. Um, you know, when, when I graduated from Washington State and was kind of looking, after doing a few internships, looking for, you know, the right fit of, of team to work for. But I'm, I'm just kind of glad that the pickles worked out. Yeah, sports marketing degree, right? Sport management. Yeah. Sport management. Yeah. Okay. What was that, that curriculum like for you? It was, it, it was a good preparation. Um, you, you, I mean, one of the main classes you do is you put on an actual event and you have to, you know, gain partners in the community and gain sponsors and get a bunch of people um, so we did like this FIFA tournament, which was great because I'm a big soccer guy. Uh, but it's it's a lot of hands-on stuff. Uh, but you know, nothing really beats actual internships and actual jobs compared to mm-hmm. you know learning in textbooks and things like that. So I was kind of ready to work after the first couple of years, honestly. Yeah. Describe to us what a typical day is like, game day wise for you. Like, game day what wise. is it? What is it? How does that go for you? Um, well, I mean, the entire off season is you know, planning for 40 events or 40 games during the season. Mm -hmm. So you can only do so much, you know, preparation work, but in sports and in in management and events, um, everything typically goes wrong at some point. And so you have to really adjust, um, on the fly. So, I mean, every, every game day, you know, show up at, at 10 or so after being there, you know, until midnight the night before on a game day. Um, and then you just kind of get your office stuff done, get your tickets ready, get you know your staff ready, get the park set up, um, get make sure food and beverage is looking good, uh, and then implementing the promotional idea that you guys came up with, um, and then the game. You know, you we we invite partners and and sponsors and and different fans out, so it's it's kind of fun to talk with those guys at the games, uh, and then we get to watch the games, which is a great perk of working in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much this year when we weren't as good as the year before, because uh, we were such diehard fans that we kind of live and live and die by the results. But yep. um, and then you're you're kind of there, and you everyone leaves, and you clean up, and you're usually out of there by eleven thirty midnight, and mm-hmm. you you do it again the next day. But really, what that comes down to is you gotta kind of have that drive for working those long hours during the season. Um, it, they definitely come relatively natural to me just because it's what I love doing. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can kind of see how people could burn out pretty easily just cause it's, it's crazy. And, and it's a lot of adjusting to the situation and problem solving on the fly. Yeah. What is it like for you? Because for the West coast league, you don't have the same team year in and year out. So what's it like to have to deal with new people? I mean, you may have some that come back, but what's it like to have to do new with players each year? Uh, well, I mean, for me, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not, the general manager role for me is definitely more of, uh, it's different than like it would be for a major league baseball. Mm-hmm. They handle a lot of like the players. Um, and then I handle a lot of like the operations and partners and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so Justin, our head coach actually works with, you know, all the host families, uh, getting them set up with the players and then actually, you know, works on 
making sure these players are comfortable when they're here. But what I do is I just try to provide them with things like, you know, a gym that's closed, um, some f- some food sponsors that will come in and feed them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really a, a team effort when it comes to making sure the players are comfortable. Yeah. Um, but we, I mean, we want we we want to be at the forefront of where players want to be um we we see ourselves as as a very attractive opportunity during the summer just because we we bring in 2500 fans a game mm-hmm. um and up to 3000 you know and and beyond but that's more than they'll they'll play in front of during their during their college season so it's it's a really attractive um, site for players to come and play for the summer and our coaching staff's fantastic which can kind of guide them in the right direction mm-hmm. and we return them in, in better shape than we got them yeah so if i go on to the uh, portland pickles website i notice you have your your shop and all these hats who's coming up with like, all these hats ideas because <laughs> well, i think i probably own about three quarters yeah, of them yeah uh well we we wanted to kind of transition into look like looking like a major league team because mm-hmm. that's how we want to be presented and we kind of scrapped everything except for new era hats. Uh, and Alan is a, as you know, is a huge merchandise hat guy. Yeah. So he came up with him and Ben, uh, Malka, Malka, our designer came up with 40 new designs last year. Wow. Um, and all of those hats came in on the same day and I called Alan immediately and I said, Alan, what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and I loved it because there's, there's just a huge variety for fans and different designs and really fun stuff. Uh, that is that is unique. Uh, we want to be really unique and, mm-hmm. and providing a, a big variety of hats that are that are majorly quality or is important yeah. to us. Speaking of unique, this off season, Dylan's been out and about. He's gone to Europe. Yeah, Dylan has. Uh, he's made his way across the pond. Mm-hmm. He hit Europe. He uh, he he found his friend Super Pepino mm-hmm. um, from a team in Spain, a soccer team in Spain called Laganes. Uh, so they got to meet up and we got to do some fun stuff with that team uh, and kind of become a, t- uh, a partner um, just to promote our, our respective sport and our respective countries uh, and well-being, basically. Uh, so that was a blast. And then we headed off to Reeperbahn, which is a festival in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Dylan definitely made an appearance on the on the streets of Reeperbahn and uh, got another couple fun videos uh, and then he hit England, and he met with a, a team called Queen's Park Rangers, and met their uh, mascot Jude the Cat. Got some fun videos with uh, mm-hmm. with him, but yeah, that was a, that was a blast. We got to go over there and and kind of meet and see what how these teams kind of you know do what they do. Uh, but re- and and a lot of it's just creating really fun content for for our fans yeah. in the off season because you know you play three months during the season, and outside the lines of that, you gotta you gotta stay relevant. Mm-hmm. And so, really, it's just being, you know, having having fun content and and still pushing forward during the yeah. off season. Speaking of staying relevant, you, you know, it's October right now, 2019. So this will be released a little bit later. But you guys just got done having a, a game with some former All Stars down in Mexico. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, this was I, I mentioned a little earlier. Uh, we went down to to Mazalan to check out this team called the Venados, which is you know the top division in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of ex major league players, uh, a lot of really good talent down there. And after John Ryan got us the meeting with these guys, uh, when we went down there a year ago, we uh, kind of kept talking and eventually came to the conclusion that we want to put together a team to travel down to Mexico Mm -hmm. and play one game. And of course, all of our players had returned back to school. 
and so their coaches would never let them yeah you know come down here and then reaching out to you know current minor league players uh their contract will not let them come down so really for me it was kind of finding and operating within this weird realm of of players that i needed to find to fill a roster uh so i got you know a bunch of ex-pickles we had joey cooper and matt hardy and uh some actually ex we had an ex-major league baseball first round pick clint coulter came down with us uh we had Thomas Lampkin and Jay Buhner's sons both come down. Oh, wow. So Gunnar Buhner, shout out to him. Shout out to Thomas Lampkin. Uh, those guys were awesome. And then it really, outside of that core, it was like picking guys that were um, a couple of the tryout guys we, we took down. And then it was just filling the roster with, you know, just players that we, we knew had talent but had to had to go put on a com- competitive show against these guys. And uh, mm-hmm. we ended up losing 5-1. to one. Uh, against these guys, but they, I mean, they were good. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we competed with them, which was great. And um, one of, I, I mean, the highlight of the entire thing was they, along with our community tryout, they also did a local community tryout in Mazalon. And so there was about 100 kids, uh, maybe 17 to 22, yeah. who did this tryout. And the top four in this tryout the day before the game joined our team to play in a live tryout against the Venados, who was their hometown team you know, mm-hmm. growing up. And so it was a huge honor for them. Uh, but with the talent level we saw in these guys, and they all did so well during the game. Uh, they, they were professional. And, and the talent that we saw, we wanted all four to take back to join the Portland Pickles for 2020. Nice. So we're in the process of, of working on that. Um, potentially one will go to the Apple Sox. We had Jose down there, the owner of the Apple Sox. Um, but we're, yeah, we're, we're in the process of that, but that was a huge rewarding thing. You know, these, these kids just want to come and play ball in the U S and, and their families came out and we announced it, you know, in front of nine, 10,000 people. And there were some tears from, from both sides, I think, but it was a really amazing experience Nice uh, going down there. Yeah. So what do we got moving forward with the pickles for this upcoming year? Is there anything that you you know you you have set in stone yet that you can you could talk about? Ah, there's one big announcement coming up in the next month or so. Uh, I can't disclose anything on that. Um, but really, it's it's just now we're kind of getting into the the section of kind of revamping our season ticket. You know, program looks fantastic already. Mm-hmm. We've already sold four or five hundred season tickets. Um, and just we, you know, we're building this base in Portland to where these so many people want to come uh, that it's that it's it, we're seeing the growth kind of right in front of our eyes, which is mm-hmm. great. Uh, but moving forward, there's a lot of a lot of things that are coming up, uh, but I don't have too much to share right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you could share that there's some construction going on at the Walk right yeah, now. Yeah, we uh, we I mean we're we're in talks with Portland Parks. We always want to improve our park and and increase the safety for everyone. Um, and then also the facilities. So we're, we're putting in, uh, well, Portland Parks is putting in a brand new bathroom uh, on the third base side, which will be great, uh, and some storage for us and for them. Uh, and then we're, you know, our plan moving forward is to obviously improve the netting and improve mm-hmm. the safety for fans because that was a talking point during the off season. Yeah. Uh, we want everyone to feel safe at the park. So that's that's something to look forward to. Um, but, yeah, we, we, uh, we will... I, I know that you everyone will be shocked at what we come up with for this year because I know the expectations are so high now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the future tonight was pretty fun. Yeah, we're, you, we're still talking about that one. Uh-huh. I think Alan thought it was a little much uh, to put on, but I, I loved it and I thought it was a blast. So 
um, we'll, we're, we're continuing conversations with like our promotional calendar and things like that, but there's some pretty good ideas. Mm-hmm. And you guys are going to have a f- full schedule starting what in about June? Yeah, it should start, you know, early June to mid August is, is usually what it is. Um, we're just waiting to get that, the, the schedule from the league so we can kind of move forward with our planning and, and teams we want to bring into play us and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, there's a, a, a teaser I will give you is there's potential that there will be about 10 more games at Walker stadium. Oh, wow. So I'll let people speculate on what that means. So we'll see. We'll Excellent. see what we're going to do. Yeah. And you're going to have great competition from across the whole West Coast League, and then you have competition from from other leagues too. I know the the, the Northwest Star mm-hmm. group that you play against, and some some others. So yeah, we had last year we had uh, the San Francisco Seals come up, and we had uh, Northwest Star, and the per the team from Australia came yep. up for for three or four games, and that was really fun to kind of play against those guys. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what we come up with in terms of what you know our exhibition games will look like. Yeah, well, we're hoping to get out to the walk again this year. Hopefully, we could do another little thing with our new sponsor, yeah. uh, Big League Chew, because I know we had the bubblegum blowing contest we night. Did. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's kind of like a spur-of-the-moment type thing. Yeah, and that's how, we, that's how the pickles are, very spur-of-the-moment, and you never know what you're going to expect at a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... As far as like going back to you, uh, talk to us a, a little bit more about you know this off season, kind of like what's that looking like for you? Because like again, you you're probably what getting promotions together. Yeah. Uh, you're working on your season tickets and trying to promote that. Working with other outside entities to get some more sponsorship. So what's what's that looking like for you moving forward? And at what point do you begin to start focusing on the more on just like the season and an upcoming? Well, I, I think it's it's something that you work on uh, constantly. You you always want to kind of try and identify uh, different partners and different companies that you think would align well with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's about working with their goals to, you know, make make sure that it's a good, you know, return. Yeah. Um, so my days are a lot of meetings uh, with different companies, a lot of just kind of talking with people, um, getting a feel for what, you know, what, what the pickles are mm-hmm. in their eyes um, and, and how they see their businesses aligning with the pickles. So, I mean, primarily now, yeah, it's just a lot of running around, a lot of meetings, a lot of phone calls. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, some interns at the office and a couple of staff at the office. Uh, shout out to Kevin and Parker. And Kevin. Uh, yeah, the, and, and Kevin's those, a big the, Browns fan. Yeah, huge Browns fan. And those guys yeah. are working so hard at yeah. this at the ticket sales thing, and they're they're just doing so great. Um, and it's 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 fun. I mean, the off season can be can be slow, um, but not if you don't make it slow. Mm-hmm. So it's it's as, you know as much as you can do during the off season to prepare for those games okay. during the summer. Excellent. So going to give you one last minute to talk to us a little bit about where they can go and find your information and uh, yeah, any other thing else that you want to throw out there? Well, another fun initiative uh, we're doing during the offseason is doing these dill drops. So we're creating 20 limited edition merchandise pieces and taking our truck out and taking a DJ out to a different location um, and selling them till they're gone. Uh, so we did our first one at Lardo Sandwiches and we did uh, a limited edition uh, Venados Pickles shirt. And it was a huge success. People mm-hmm. loved it. And so we're going to plan on, you know, doing three or four more during the offseason across Portland. So um, fans can go to picklesbaseball.com and check out, you know, what we're doing. Uh, our trip to Mazatlan, our trip to Europe, um, some improvements at Walker Stadium. 
Um, and then our, our beautiful merch, as you, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. our hats, go check those out. Um, yeah. And just follow the pickle social media. We're always doing something fun and, uh, it's, it's certainly a blast to be a part of. Well, it is. And you got some great games out there at the walk. We uh, look forward to getting back out there in 2020 and seeing uh, the pickles and seeing Alan and seeing yourself and the other guys. So uh, thanks for coming on, Ross. Really appreciate your time. Uh, so that'll do it for this particular episode. Uh, keep it locked here in the Diamonds Rose podcast. Every week we'll be coming out with some great content, and we're sure to get Ross on again sometime I'll be back. next year. I'll be back. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> All right, buddy. You take care. Have yourself a great day wherever you're at. Peace out.